Welcome to Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast for every type of runner, with Sean Soban and Russell the Runner. Run wild. I love the chase and the hunt, and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want, and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up! It's time to look at the enemy. Look in the mirror, if he is no friend of me. It's not working out, maybe it's the chemistry. It's time to break up so I can make a better me. Better believe in your mind, cause it's everything. You can hold shape, find almost anything. All it takes is some time and some clarity to find your identity. It's mind over everything. Hi, Trail Tales ARP family. I wanted to take the time to have a quick update with all of you and to provide an update on my running year. I hope that you're all having a great running year so far and that you had a great first month to open the year in January. It was a 315-kilometer month with 65,000 feet of climbing. So I feel extremely grateful that my body is still feeling quite strong after that month. In terms of actually my plans for this year, and I hope that you've been setting up your plans as well, I will be returning to the FAR in Essex County for the first weekend of June. Decided to put the 200 mile vision quest project on the back burner because I've personally decided that I'm curious to see how efficiently i can cover 100 miles and so actually the route for this year at the far stands for the first annual we ultra run albeit this year it's it's quite humorous that it's called the first annual we ultra run because this is volume six and they've come up with a route that is exactly 100 miles the route last year was 103.6 miles a wrong turn led to my journey being 100 miles So fingers crossed for this year, no wrong turns. I've been speaking with a couple of my friends in the Halliburton Forest Ultra community and seeing if they would like to join me to crew and pace. Shout out to David Vardy and Crystal Leberton. Yeah, hopefully they'll be able to join me. I know it's a while out from now. It's four months from now, but... Another plan that I have this year is I've registered for right here in BC, the Squamish 50-50, which means that you cover 50 miles on your feet on August 19th, and then the following day, August 20th, you cover 50 kilometers, and I'll be doing that event with shout out to Emma Finley who is a wonderful human being. She'll be traveling from Ontario out here and will be taking on the Squamish 50-50 together, which I am incredibly excited about. And so I hope that you all are setting your ultra, uh, well, whether they be ultra or just general running goals for the year, whether it's couch to 5K or running your first 10K, wherever you're at with your journey, I hope you're setting goals that you find challenging, exciting, and fun. By the way, even though I've, so I'm very excited to have those plans in early June and mid-August with the FAR again and Squamish 50-50, I look forward to keeping you all posted on any other adventures that I'm pursuing. I hope you're all having out there fun, having run, 
having fun running and I will catch you next time. Hello everybody, welcome to Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast. It's Sean Sobon here with you, running solo. Russell is busy in beautiful British Columbia. And today we're going to talk about some running tips. And we're going to talk about some humorous running tips. Came across a blog called Run to the Finish by Amanda Brooks. Amanda Brooks uh, is a blogger, obviously. She's a longtime distance runner. Uh, she's a certified running coach. So you can check her out at runtothefinish.com. Before we get into the article, uh, let's just chat a little bit about Canacross and the Canacross season that we are now. It is February and we're right in the midst of Canacross season. And we just finished up Iron Paws, which is a stage race uh, virtual stage race that I participate in with Piper and Luna this year. We got out and did some pretty good runs. I'm proud of the girls and how they ran. Uh, we went out for some longer runs than we were used to, and they performed really well. Um, the only thing that was a struggle really was the weather. Um, normally, we'd spend all our runs out on the snowmobile trails, you know, midweek when there's when there's no traffic or very little snowmobile traffic out there. I uh, didn't get a chance to do that this winter just because the weather has been so up and down um, with spring and winter and second spring and second winter and all that. It's just been it's just been kind of nuts. So. Put that one in the rearview mirror, and uh, we did well. I think we finished uh, mid mid pack. Rank you by mileage, and I think we ended up uh, somewhere like thirty twenty nine out of fifty nine or something like that. So uh, we didn't get out any runs on the last week of the Iron Paws stage race. I didn't even participate in any of the uh, bonus activities that they have on their Facebook group that you can do like trivia and things like that and earn bonus miles. But uh, it was just such a busy week, so. Didn't get to do anything there, but that's all right. Pretty proud of the girls. Also looking forward to spring. I think I mentioned it on the Instagram account in one of our stories, but uh, I have my second Canacross race um, that's going to take place on April 29th at beautiful Menorah Park uh, in the town of Mono. And uh, we're going to have a 10K and 5K race again. D- little uh, different trail system than we had the Trails and Tales Classic, which was a lot of single track and elevation and a lot of... A lot of good running, good trail running. This is uh, Menorah Park is uh, right now it's a Nordic ski club and there's a lot of skiers out there. Well, there were a lot of skiers out there. The snow is all melted. It looks like it's a bunch of ice. I drove by there the other day. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a very wide trail system. I don't think there's really any single track in there at all. Um, there are some, you know, climbs, but they're very gentle and kind of sloping. So I'm expecting it to be a pretty fast race. Uh, the 10k is already 50% sold out. So pretty excited about that. Um, if you're listening to the show and you have a dog and you want to participate in the run, there is a way you can do that. Even if you can't make it on April 29th to the physical location, but no matter where you are, um, you can go to raceroster.com and search for the muddy paw can across race. And, uh, you can participate virtually and you'll get a medal in the mail and you can choose from a 5k or a 10k virtual can across run. And, uh, if you are doing the virtual, um, you don't need to have any special can across gear. Uh, we just really want to get people active out there with their dogs. So if you just have a leash and collar and want to run with your dog that way, that's absolutely fine for the virtual or for the in-person fun run as well. We have a 5k fun run. So just wanted to mention that in the show, pretty excited to get it going. Um, it's going to be, going to be a great time. So being a runner, 
Um, maybe, you know, if you're listening, you're, you're relatively new to running and maybe you're not, maybe you're a seasoned veteran, but, uh, you were once a new runner at some point. We learn a lot of lessons along the way by doing. And, uh, I know I've had a few lessons over time and, um, not so much humorous, but my, one of my first lessons was, you know, um, temper yourself in terms of your volume and everything. When I first started running, I was doing way too much too soon and, and trying to run too fast and ended up with really bad IT band issues. And I guess this is kind of funny. I was, uh, going out for runs and I heard had really bad ITs and, and my knees were really sore and I was limping around and I was at work one day and, um, one of my colleagues, I happened to be a police officer said, what happened to you? I said, Oh, I went out for a run. And he asks, why are you running? I said, cause it's good for your health. He just looked at me hobbling and he said, doesn't seem to be doing so good for you right now. But, uh, you know, I was just like, well, you know what, I'd, I'd rather deal with a little bit of knee pain today than suffer some chest pain down the road. And, uh, you know, that's one of my big reasons for running is, is, to stay healthy, um, especially with my family genes, cardiac disease is, is a real deal. Uh, it, it affects so many people, but, uh, you know, uh, in my gene pool, it seems to be the number one killer of men in my family. So I try to stay on top of that as best I can. Um, so let's, let's go and, uh, get into the article that, uh, Amanda wrote on her blog. Again, that's run to the finish. So Amanda starts off by saying, we hear friends running stories of hitting the wall, massive blisters, lost toenails, and oh, the chafing. But something deep inside tells us that won't happen to me. Let's say these jogging tips will help you avoid some big issues with a side of laughter. So we're going to go down to, there are nine, well, they say they're jogging tips. I know (laughs) sometimes runners will be like, I'm a runner. I'm not a jogger, right? Nobody calls themselves a jogger, but anyhow. It's all applicable to us. Tip number one, no new shoes on long runs. Laura of Crazy Running Girl. When I was training for a marathon a few years ago, I decided to buy new shoes and break them in with a 17-mile run. About halfway into the run, I started to realize that it was probably not the smartest idea in the world, but I kept running. And since I was training, I ran for a week or two after that, figuring that I could run through the pain. By the time I finally listened to my husband, who's a physical therapist, and stopped running, my shin pain was so bad that it throbbed even when I wasn't on my feet. I ended up having to drop the marathon and took two months off from running. So that kind of sounds familiar from the story that I had mentioned. We were just kind of, you know, running too much too soon. And, and in um, in Laura's case, uh, it was, you know, trying to go on a 17-mile run in brand-new shoes, Um you know, thinking about it and sitting on the couch, you think, okay, well, that's probably not the greatest idea. I don't know. Like some shoes, I feel like I can buy them and run in them and the break-in period really isn't that bad. And then there are other shoes where you need to, you need to uh, wear them quite a bit and, you know, even just walk around them in the house. I do that a lot with some shoes that don't fit so great. So yeah, at the end of the day, poor Laura had to drop out of her marathon and was off for running for over two months. I think, uh, that's not funny. That's sad. That's really sad. I would be so sad if I couldn't run for two months. Speaking of sad, actually, I have a bit of a sad story and kind of funny. Yesterday, uh, we're just mentioning about taking time off running. Um, I'm going to be taking some time off running. I don't know how long, hopefully not too long. Yesterday, I was uh, with my partner. We're at work and we ended up uh, just stopping by to, to see his son. He's about 10 years old and fun kid. And we're always kicking a ball around every time I just go to say hi and visit for a few minutes. Anyways, I bent over to pick up the ball and 
I just felt a tearing, burning sensation in my left butt cheek. And it was bad. And I tried not to wince or look like I was in pain. And I slowly got up and stood there for a minute trying to assess things. And it was hurting. And then I took a took a step and I was limping pretty bad. And uh, yeah, popped some Advil and Tylenol and uh, made it through the rest of my shift. And uh, today now, uh, it's still quite sore. It's not as bad as it was yesterday. So we'll see what's going on there. I'll uh, I'll have to take it easy though, because uh, still a little sore when I work. So I don't, I don't think it was my piriformis, but definitely one of the gluteus muscles, probably gluteus minimus. I don't know all the muscles back there, but uh, definitely a little sore. Anyways, let's get into the next tip here. So the next tip uh, comes from Ashley Byron of Running Bun. I, I believe these are all different blogs, so I want to give them their credit. Uh, don't text and run. I, I don't think you should even text and walk, but don't text and run. Baltimore Half Marathon 2011. We're going back a bit. Ashley says, I was ahead of my younger sister and miserable on the hills. I took my phone out of my pocket to text her to let her know the hills only got worse. I looked up mid-text and saw a giant cone, which I proceeded to try and hurdle. It whacked me directly oh, in the crotch and I fell. <sighs> yeah, that would hurt. That would definitely hurt. You know, I think if uh, I was in that situation and I wiped out, my immediate reaction would be to look around to see if anybody saw it. And then if I did see anybody saw it, I'd ask them if they got it on camera because I'd want to see it too. Um, I just find myself every time I fall or wipe out, I take stock. If I'm not injured, then I, I laugh because it's hilarious. All right. Tip number three comes from Danny Holmes of weight off my shoulders. The tip is titled, when in doubt, wear the headlamp. I set out determined to keep my running streak, says Danny. Going through, it was getting dark. I was running sans headlamp. But I've been running this path for years. I knew where all the bumps were. While one bump in the path must have moved because I puttered along. Bam! I was on the ground quickly trying to pause my Garmin. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You wipe out. First thing to do, you're trying to pause your watch. <laughs> As blood gushed from my knees and hands, don't worry, I was able to pause my Garmin in enough time. Danny Holmes, that is hilarious. You made me laugh. Good for you. Oh, that's great. I love it. Pause the watch. You know, you can get auto pause, so you don't even have to worry about it. So let's say you like, you know, you fall and, and hit your head on a rock and lose consciousness. Auto pause will take care of it for you. You're not going to have to ruin your stats on your run. Tip number four. What's running down your leg? Uh oh, test all gear. This is from Marcia K of Marcia's Healthy Slice. Marcia says, for my first marathon, which was Chicago 2007, I was unsure of how many gels to bring. Instead, I bought a flask that hung upside down in my fuel belt. After taking some gel around mile five, I felt the tongue of my shoe pulling on the top of my foot. I looked down to see gel. It was brown, of course. <laughs> had leaked out of the bottle, run down my leg, onto my sock and pulled inside the top of my shoe. I don't have to tell you what that looked like. Yeah, I know there are runners out there with stories. Uh, number five, don't up chuck your water by Abby of back at square zero. I ran to a restaurant to meet a friend for lunch, thinking I didn't need to carry water, even though it was a hot day. When I got to lunch, I was so thirsty that I chugged a few glasses of water. My body couldn't handle taking that much at once, and it instantly made me sick. I couldn't make it to the bathroom in time, so I got ill in my cup right at the table. Yuck. Um, yeah, 
I applaud you for even actually making it into the cup. That would be pretty difficult. When it comes to vomiting, I think there's two types of vomiters out there. There's ones that can do it really quietly and, and silently. And then there's me. And it's just very loud and disturbing and embarrassing. And it's a good thing I don't vomit very often. Um, but uh, when I do, you might know about it. <laughs> Such a horrible noise. All right, number six, chafing happens everywhere. By Rebecca of Mediocre Athlete. All right, Rebecca, you say... I've gotten chafing everywhere, and by everywhere, I mean everywhere. My ankles, my armpits, my sternum, the small of my back, my inner thighs, my rib cage, rib cage, the back of my neck, and yes, the demoralizing, are you freaking kidding me, spot known as the arse crack. <laughs> There's a diagram here. It says, this diagram fully illustrates which part of my body have been rubbed raw from friction, clothing, or some other random BS while training or racing. Lesson learned, use body glide from head to toe. Yeah, it's just a picture with X's everywhere across it. Pretty good. Number seven, study the course map. Oh, I know there's a few of us out there that uh, take this one to heart. This is by Amanda Swing of Eat Hard, Work Hard. I got lost in the woods during my second 5K ever. There were signs and volunteers on most of the trail turns, but there wasn't anyone on my side of the trail where I made my disastrous wrong turn. 3.1 miles passed with no one around, and I began to get worried that I was seriously lost in the woods. I started to walk. Then miraculously, I could see racers nearby on the correct path. I felt super sketchy and frustrated rejoining the race, but went ahead and ran through the finish line to get my chip time. Oh, good. Yeah, I know we've all been there before. You know, my buddy Victor was in a race one time and got lost. I think it was Chase the Coyote. I think he was in a 25K race, and he ended up being um, last in the 25K, but he finished first in the 33K because he was the only one to, <laughs> to run that distance on the race that day. Tip number eight, have a post-race meetup plan. This is from Beth of Shut Up and Run. If you tell your family you will just see them at the finish line of a race that has more than five people in it, you will not find them for 29 hours. I crossed the finish line of my first marathon, the Rock and Roll Marathon in Phoenix, ready to fall into the arms of my adoring family while I cried tears of joy. Instead, I spent the next hour trying to find them. By then, all I wanted was a stretcher and a beer. Number nine, sports bras are not storage spaces. You may not feel like wearing a fuel belt or something with pockets, but beware of storing things in your sports bra. You'd be surprised how quickly a gel can become a deadly weapon, cutting you up. And of course, there are the race photos where you look like you are smuggling in a small dog. Lesson learned, keep testing till you find a better option. So there we go. There are nine humorous running tips. I got to admit, I had a chuckle at a few of them. I can relate to a few of them. Um, I'd be interested to hear if you guys have any tips out there that you'd want to share with the rest of the audience. Shoot me an email, trailtalesarp at gmail.com, or even just DM us on Instagram at trail underscore tales underscore ARP. And that's it, guys. This was a short one uh, tonight. I hope you enjoy the show. We'll be back very shortly with Russell the Runner. Uh, he's going to be doing an interview with, I'm going to pull it up right now and let you know, Morgan Schick. Morgan is an 11-time 100-mile ultra runner. He's currently training for the Western States Endurance Run. So Russell's going to be talking to him very shortly, and that show will be coming to you. Uh, pretty excited to listen to that one. Kind of bummed out that I can't get to talk to Morgan uh, myself, but you know we'll try to get him back on the show when, when things align and we can both be there together to, to talk. Um, until then, everybody, run wild, my friends. We will catch you on the next one. And that's a wrap on this episode of Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast from Sean Solbon and Russell the Runner. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram 
at trail underscore tales underscore ARP. Check out our YouTube channel at trail tales ARP. And you can catch us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Catch you next time. Run wild. Stop it up.